Welcome to the Rando Pod. Randomly casting pods since last week. And now for something completely different. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Sayla. And I think this one's a horse. This is our Surrealist podcast where we talk about Surrealist art. Today we're going to go through uh, 10 different Surrealist paintings, and we're going to describe them for you and, uh, and see if you can paint a mental picture of, of what the painter was talking about. Uh, if we have show notes, we'll put links in the show notes. I'm not sure if we have show notes or not. Do we have show notes? Well, we'll see in the future. <laughs> Maybe we'll have show notes. And so... Uh, so this first painting is uh, is the classic surrealist painting. I'm sure you can all picture it before I say anything. This is by Salvador Dali, and it's the the melty clock one. Yeah, there's very melting clocks, um, about three, I believe. And in the background, you just see a perfectly normal ocean and some rocks. Yeah. With a little podium to the left or something. It's like a square bit to the left and... Uh, and yeah, they're all like wind-up pocket watches. Except they're really big, and well, yeah. There's like this weird perfume something bottle or something in no, the No, I think it's just a closed left. stopwatch. It's a closed stopwatch. But it has like some sort of insectile pattern on it. Hmm. And then one of them is drooped over the edge of the table, and one of them is drooped over a tree branch, and the tree branch is somehow growing whoa, 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 out whoa, of the. Whoa. What? Are we sure that's a table? Well, it could just be a square block of some sort. It Because it doesn't look like a table to me. Sure. It looks more like a chest. Okay. Or a... There's a tree growing out of this square blocky, maybe table, maybe chest, maybe <laughs> just square block. Yeah. And then it has, like you said, a clock drooped over its side Now, thing. The, the thing that right. I have never really noticed before is that one of the clocks is drooped over... But kind of looks like a seashell, but the opening of the seashell just sort of goes on like a like a piece of cloth, and then it sort of wisps away into nothing. I have no idea what that's trying to be. It's just it's sort of like a seashell that just turns in into like nothing. It's a it's a strange. I'm not sure. I think it's a horse. Eh? It might. Be, I don't. No, I don't think it's a horse. <laughs> 
So that's our uh, that's our first one. That's the Dali painting. Our uh, second one. It's a painting by George Gree. Um, there's like it's sort of a celestial sort of feel here. Um, there's a whole bunch of wings and eyes and an ocean beneath that. It's pretty. Yeah, so let's move from the background to the foreground. So in the background, we start with an oceanscape with a, just a regular sky and clouds and, and waves. And then we move into, uh, like, fractal-looking birds with eyes in random places. And then, like, some sort of sculpture hands in the clouds or something. It looks like a marble statue of, a like... A body. Of a yeah, body it's just, in like, the laying on... Like the clouds, except it's more like it's like a weird hardened rock formation clouds. Yeah, and then on the on the right hand corner, there's like a regular looking bird. It looks kind of like a black and white uh, flamingo standing on one foot on a little perch of of rock coming out of the out of the ocean, and it's pretty normal looking actually compared to the rest of the stuff in this weird hodgepodge of items. Now. In the top middle, is that like a flying fish? Like a little fractal flying fish? Yeah, it's sort of like um, a lionfish. Okay, you know? yeah. It looks... Um, and in the ocean, there is a couple like fish-like things. I think that's actually a shark eating something. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's taking kind of vague, though. Wait, no, that's, that's not taking a bite. It's the top half of the shark's head. Oh, I see, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like a great white shark. Yeah. But it, it has like a... Almost like his bottom jaw is missing. Almost. It, it sort of blurs a little too much, I think. Now, the very top layer, the whole painting looks like there's a glass layer over it that has been broken, and there's chunks of the painting missing. And so you have this sort of serene oceanscape, and then you have all those weird fractal animals and birds and statues and eyes. And then on top of that whole thing, I think it's cracked and and has little chunks of it missing. And, and then it has, like, stains, like, black stains. Yeah, so it kind of looks like the, the painting itself is, like, a physical object that's been been broken as well, which is kind of a weird, an extra layer to the weirdness of the of the whole thing. So, um... So George Gree is, is a really good painter, but what he's talking about, we have no idea. That is the, uh, the concept of yep. surrealist paintings. Yeah, it can um, be. Well, most of them. This next one. This next one is um, by Jackson Carvalho. Uh, I apologize to Jackson if you're listening. You're probably not, but I don't know how to pronounce your last name. And this one is basically, looks like a sunset, um, or maybe sunrise, I'm not sure. Hard to tell the difference sometimes. Um, And then there's a ballerina dancing across a wavy keyboard. What else do you see? Well, uh, this wavy keyboard... Uh, kind of leads towards a tree, um, but the ballerina is walking away from the tree, and it's sort of like a path. Um, I'm pretty sure that it is like a cliff of some sort, like going, like, because there's a hill, but it looks like the hill kind of stops right there. Yeah. And it's a cliff, but you can't see the cliff, so I'm not entirely sure. And then there, is, there must be some sort of fall scene because the tree doesn't seem to have any leaves on it, but there's leaves blowing behind the ballerina and also some birds that kind of add some 
uh, kind of brokenness to the sunset, add some some speckles in front of the sunset. Uh, it's also the tone of the whole painting is really dull. Like for a, for a sunset, you'd imagine there'd be a bit more vivid color, but it's actually the whole thing's kind of washed out. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So maybe the the music is her path from the cliff. That's why she's so she's dancing away from the cliff over this path of keyboard. This path of keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to use complete sentences when you're talking about surrealist paintings, do you? Maybe. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Okay, so this next one is by this really weird named paint, uh, painter, um, Zdzislaw Yeah, he's a Polish artist. Uh, yeah, so um, apparently he just... Uh, he's known for his really weird, uh, scary paintings, and this one certainly looks pretty weird and scary. What do you think? It, it's it's pretty it's pretty gnarly. So it's a it's a barren landscape. There is rocks, and on the very top right hand corner looks like some bases and trees. It's all shadowy. Uh, there's dead insects sprawled about. Uh, some sort of. Uh, Looks like discarded objects in the very background. Um, definitely looks like little human-made things that have been all grown over with, with uh, plant life and with um, with dead leaves and that kind of stuff. Nothing in the in the picture looks alive except for perhaps this uh, creature. It's in the middle. So it it kind of looks like a dog's body. So it's sort of furry looking, but its limbs are more human looking. Especially in the in the double, they have a double jointed, so they have a knee and then a second backwards knee on the back legs, and then the hands. They don't look again; their hands, not paws, um, with talon-like fingernail bits on the end. So they're, they're really creepy looking. I think the most creepy part is that head. What do you think? Is it like a is that a a beehive head or is that a it, wrapped head? Or yeah, is it, it looks a, like it's like. Uh, like a thin cloth just like wrapped around it's sort of like a mummy except uh there's like this stripe of red that cuts off halfway down uh up the head and it's really uh, weird and it looks more cocoonish than than cloth to me it looks like it's wrapped in string not wrapped in in bands yeah but i do get what you're saying it doesn't have that sort of uh, cast look that um wrapped in in plaster or something but but yeah but there's definitely like a almost like a t-shape of of red that's sort of earthy red so like blood looking on its face although there's no openings for a mouth or anything that kind of thing and i'd like to clarify that the limbs don't have fur on them they're like really thin gnarly and um kind of just dead skin that like it's just brown and there's no um there's nothing really on them they're just kind of wrinkly and gross looking yeah but i think it's that double jointed back leg that's what makes it look the most creepy is the the extra alien joint that has a knee and then it has like a second backwards knee and then it has just the and then a wrist for its wrist its for its paw hand claw backwards yeah yeah i think we should stop looking at this one <laughs> yeah. Feel free to. So this next one is uh, Gaston Caro. How do you how do you pronounce that? You're better with the Spanish. Uh, well, it's like 
Charro or something. It, uh, we, so this is a Mexican artist. Yeah, we looked it up, and um, the like some places he has a double R for his name, and some places he has only one. So it's so half of, the people are spelling it wrong. Half the people are spelling <laughs> it wrong. So we're we're kind of iffy on the pronunciation, but so this one looks like like almost like pastel color frame. Um, it's, it's kind of has a Picasso-y sort of feel to it. What do you think? Yeah, it does. Um, there's like, in the background is more of a, a ocean view, right? Um, but it's mostly covered up by the main, um, like, you, you, you pass it on. Central, the, the, central, the central focus seems to be a 150-foot tall woman. I guess, compared, <laughs> looking at the rest of the, the context. Um, there are some two tiny little people in the very bottom left-hand corner who are swimming. There's a boat-like object in the middle. Again, this is surrealist, so it, with that Picasso, you feel it's boat-like. It's not, it's not necessarily a boat. We're guessing it looks like a boat with a dome over top of it, which may be the sails. I, I, it's, it's odd. There's some... Uh, there's like a diamond shape in front of the woman. Um... It's uh, which is blue. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what that is is for. And as her hand reaches forward, her thumb looks like a nose. And then there's a bunch of wavy lines that make other shapes. And then there's a second hand below it that's smaller that has an eye in its palm and has like a dolphin sort of in front of it coming up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's very strange. And I've noticed that. Um the two men in the bottom left corner are like have like these strings attached to her other hand, the, not the one that's in front of the diamond, but the other hand that's in the bottom left corner. Yeah, she's reaching and towards you with the left hand. That's the one with all the, the dolphin and the other hand and the strangeness. Her right hand, yeah, you're right, is that uh, looks like a puppeteer, and their heads of the little guys are like single eyes, like the whole head, and then there's the. So the two of them together are actually looks like they're joined by hands, like they're holding hands, or they're one or they're one object. It's hard to tell the difference. And then also in front of the dolphin is two birds that also look like they're made of hands. There's a lot of hands in this painting. This is very handsy. <laughs> but the weirdest part I think is that that thumb on her left hand that has a, a nose nostril. Or like it. And it's, then, it's either a nose or it's like another dolphin-looking thing because it has like this weird. Well, it looks like there's a bird moving to the right. So the the mouth of the dolphin is also the beak is like the the hole for the mouth of the dolphin where the, it has like an open mouth is a beak of a pelican-like bird that's going the other direction. So it just all starts to break down. The imagery is all garbled at that spot in the in the picture. Yeah. Yep. We should probably that's, move on because I think the, yeah. I think we're done here. Yeah, that's all we can say on that one. Um, so this one is um, uh, Franciscus Flefgart. Flefgart. P F L E G H A R T. That's a. I guess if you to be a really good surrealist painting, you need a really surrealist name. <laughs> Put an extra couple consonants in there. Either that or be from Central Europe. So, um, what, what is this one? This one is 
the background is just the barren landscape, uh, typical, and the sky is covered by clouds, um, but this one ray of light is shining down on the central piece, and uh, beneath that central piece is a square of metal, um, and that central yeah. piece itself is a orb that just reflects everything. So it's like a mirror orb over top of like a flat metal or flat um, concrete or, or something slab that is also levitating over the ground. So it looks like the because there's like a there's like a weird tree in the background. So let's say that the the orb is probably six feet in diameter and it's about six inches off of the platform and the platform is what a foot off the ground. In and that the ground is all cracked and weathered like a desert. And then, uh, yeah, with this one cactus-looking tree to the left, and then this uh, one ray of light from broken from the clouds is is lighting up this uh, this mirror orb. I think we described that too efficiently. Too efficiently? You think I did too good of a picture of that? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we all know what you're talking about now. Well, um, this next one is a Canadian artist called Stephen Gibb. Or Stephen. Or Stephen. We don't know. Um, these days, you can just spell anything differently. Yeah, it's Stephen with a PH. So it's so. Uh, one, of those, one of those weird ones. Um, well, why don't you explain this one? Uh, okay. So it's a forced perspective room. So the room looks like it's shrinking to the background really fast. Uh, there is a uh, an egg sitting in uh, a nice, like Victorian-looking armchair, asleep. And then to his uh, immediate right, our left in the picture is. Uh, so I'm guessing this is his house because he has a, a portrait on the wall of a fried egg. So maybe it was like a, a family relative from further back was the fried egg, and, and he's sitting in his chair. Uh, to the bottom right is a chicken, which is being strangled with what looks like a worm that grows from thin around the chicken's neck, and then it squiggles behind it, and then it has this giant head that is a human head on this worm that it looks like it's going to eat the egg whole. And then the forehead of the giant head is semi-transparent, and it has a skeleton curled up in the fetal position in its forehead. And then above it is a frog-ish-looking creature who is dribbling uh, down the head of the worm-human-head thing and eating a chicken leg. Yeah. The... Dribbly stuff from the frog-like thing looks sort of like honey. Uh, looks kind of has that sort of slow, sluggish look. And it's it's pretty, it's a, it's a shocking piece of uh, painting here. It's, um, it's very strange. It's, it's very, very strange. It's very jarring. There's lots of color, lots of strange shape. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The floor 
appears to be wooden. Yeah. There's some wood paneling there. Yeah, wooden floor and, and red walls and a white ceiling. Yeah. It's, it's, lots of little reflection and that kind of stuff. It's, it's very strange. So we're going to go into the speed round. We're going to do just a couple more um, and, uh, and just go through them real quick. So who's the next one? Uh, this one, these, uh, this next one is Michael Page. Um, he was a pop surrealist artist. I don't know what that means, but, um, and this painting is really, really flowing. Um, there's a man, it, like, it's a really vague man. Uh, the only thing that's man-like about it is the head and the arms, which are more solid than the rest of the painting. And it's holding, the man is holding a swan that appears to be either dead or asleep. Um, and above that swan, he is also holding some blue roses. Um, yeah, and the whole painting is done in blue and purple and yellow. And there's features of it that are really clear, like his, like his actual face that you can see in his hands and his sleeve and the stuff is really clear, and bits of the swan are really clear, and everything else is droopy. Everything else is like a, like a swooshy, drippy water, um, like waves in the water or, or something like that. It's all, yeah, wavy and droopy, droopy and psychedelic. Mm-hmm. And he appears to be sitting down... Um, we can see that from, like, his leg shapes are more upwards. Um, but other than that, it's just, you. it's hard to tell because everything's, like my dad said, uh, very droopy and un- unclear. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the next one really fast um, by Rene Marguerite. Um, this is a, a pretty classic uh, era surrealism and uh, it looks like a, like a businessman with a, with a, uh, a pipe. And then in the background, there's, a, there's like a small um, uh, wooden table with a candle. And the thing that makes it surrealist is that his giant nose uh, go, to go, is like directly feeds into his pipe, which is strange. Like he's smoking his giant nose, has kind of like a gonzo sort of hook on his nose. And that the candle is, uh, looks like a regular enough candle, except for it turns sort of wormy and snaky and then is like like wrapped around the base of the table and then flows up the table and then like in a swirl on top of the table then up normally like a candle and so it's just a little bit weird not a lot bit weird like the like the lots of these things have been but mm-hmm. maybe maybe having it be more realistic and then have these weird elements maybe even makes it a little bit more jarring than everything being wacky it's true, and you can focus your attention more on the things that are wacky instead of um, looking at all of the weird wackiness that is around. Yeah. And this last one is an Escher painting, and I'm just going to leave it to Sela to try to figure out what's going on here. Well, um, it looks sort of Roman in uh, its structure. Um, the There's, like, these buildings in the background that have like those regular arches that the Romans like um, and at the bottom there's a lot of staircases and weird balls 
of whatever. I don't even know what they are. And on the balls are some ants, it appears. And uh, above the stairs is this chess game. Um, Nobody has moved yet. It's, like, all set up. Um, There's one ant on the uh, chessboard, but other than that, there is nothing to, like, move anything. Um, And farther back from the chessboard is, like, this castle building um, with a clock, um, like, one of those big, like, grandfather clocks almost um, beside it. And I just noticed this now, but in one of the arches of the back um, building, uh, it looks like there's, like, this hourglass. Um, I'm unsure to what its use is for, but... um, And it doesn't look like it has any sand in it, Just it's just an hourglass that is empty. Um, And in the center... Well, sort of like off the center, uh, below the chessboard is this these glasses, and they're like the classic like old schooly glasses with the up, uh, like the ridge is up and over and down. Um, yeah, it's really weird. There's um, amongst the stairs are some weird rods, and it's. It has a, like, yellowy, brownish feel, um, the whole painting does. Mm-hmm. And uh, most pretty, of the things are white, though. It's a pretty good description. Yeah, everything looks like it's made of stone. Yeah. It's definitely that random staircase escherness is definitely uh, definitely there. That's cool. So what do you think of surrealist painting, Sailor? Well, it, it it's a surrealist painting, so I'd, I'm not certain to its purpose, because it's but, weird. But surrealism but, in general, what do you think of the whole movement of art that's surrealism? What do you think of it? I feel like that it ex- like it expresses people's thoughts without actually um, putting structure to them. Um, it's, it's one of those more, uh, there's no rules and you can do anything you want with it. You don't have to obey the laws of physics or obey the laws of painting and you just do whatever because you have this thought in your mind and you can just display that in your your work. So we've got one more bonus picture. Uh, what do you think this one is, Sayla? Uh, I think it's a horse. Yeah, it's a, it's a Picasso uh, horse. And um, one of my favorite quotes from Picasso is, if I paint a wild horse, you might not know it's a horse, but you'll definitely know it's wild. And so I think that's one of the best parts about surrealist painting or, or abstract uh, is you can add the emotion without necessarily having the content. So that's our show. Thank you for listening. If you've actually got this far through the half hour long podcast, uh, all the, the music for this episode is, is composed by me, engineered by me, put together by Sailor and I. Thanks for listening.
This has been a Amazing Marriott Media Production.